Welcome, everyone, to episode 43 of the Global Gamers Podcast and our third entry in Discussion December. Yeah, we're we're rounding out the year with some uh, reflection and, uh, yeah, excited to, you know, you know, I feel like we've already kind of done some of the taking stock, but this one is... You know, you always get to the end of a year and maybe have a few regrets. Yeah, this is our apology tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a way of putting it. For better uh, and worse. But yeah, so I, do you want, do you want to go ahead and share a little bit about what we're talking through today? Sure. Um, so today we are going to look back on games that we reviewed in 2023 and revise our ratings up or down for some of them for the most part we stand by what we said which is good that's the point um but as we also said with some of the games particularly games that were new to us that required a little bit more time and plays to finalize our thoughts we have slight revisions to some of our scores so we are going to discuss those accordingly and i think we each chose four games but yeah i would imagine i think based off of our general offline discussions i think we might have some overlap so where possible we can try to combine those into a single discussion yeah definitely yeah um out of curiosity before we take things away would it give away too much to say how many you revised up and how many you revised down no um, mine were pretty even, so I had two that went up and two that went down. Oh, nice. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't quite as symmetrical on this. I had three that went up and one that went down. That's very kind of you. <laughs> well and then I I had I honestly also had a couple that I expected to go up or down and then I You backed off. Well I was I guess relatively happy with where i had it okay so yeah yeah um cool so i guess let's jump in and go to our first game and i'm gonna go with one that i think we would we that i think we both have on the list sure um i don't know if it'll be going the same direction but this first one is earth uh-huh. Yeah? Am I right so, that we both had it? I did not. I left this as it was for, for me. I had it at a seven oh, cool. and a half and I left it there. Okay. Um well then I guess I will I will start by discussing one game that went down for me. Yeah. Um and maybe we can we can talk about why it held where it did for you. Mm-hmm. So when we first discussed Earth back in April, actually, um just yeah, in time for tried- Earth Day. Well, I think we tried to do it around Earth Day, didn't we? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily that. That it worked out that it it got delivered um, just in time for Earth right. Day, so it was perfect. Right. Um, yeah, and I had initially given it an eight, and this was one of those where it was almost like it was more of a first impression review. It was, and the reason that I gave it an eight was because. I felt that it was 
that like a lot of what I had heard in positive reviews was correct. And I still think it's correct that the strength of earth is that it is the, the love child of wingspan and arc Nova. And I do think that is correct in that it, it is the kind of like the time commitment of wingspan, a lot of the same engine engine building and obviously the nature theme with a lot of the mechanisms of Arc Nova with the, and I guess both those games also have the four actions that you choose from and activate yeah. different things. Yeah. But what fans of this game were saying was a selling point was that it is more interactive than wingspan and is less of a time commitment than Arc Nova. And both those things are true, but what I found the more I played it, was that I didn't necessarily value those particular things as much as I thought I would. Specifically, yeah. I'm very happy about the about taking less time than Ark Nova. That's not a problem. But I think that the way that interactivity works in Earth, for me, it was a little bit too much. It's very souped up. Yeah, it's there's no downtime at all. And so I it ends up being a much less relaxing experience than a game like wingspan um and the pace is just relentless more so than a game like arc nova so it's, i think especially there was one time that i played a five player game of earth and that oh, really yeah. just like burnt me out on it um and i yeah. played it i think one or two more times after that with like two or three people and yeah i just found that it kind of felt like i was running a sprint or like holding my breath for a long period of time. That's how playing the game felt. And that's not really what I wanted from a game that in theory has, you know, such a chill theme. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um, and I think I stand by this even more than I thought I would, especially because um, I recently got uh, the Fox experiment, right? Yes. And I think that... And it's funny because that is another like medium weight game that is also designed by the same designer as Wingspan. And it is more interactive than Wingspan. And I think it strikes a much better balance than Earth did. And so the way that I felt about the Fox experiment made me feel much more comfortable in how I felt about Earth. Bringing Earth down. Because the Fox experiment still has a lot of, you know, everybody's managing their own thing at the same time. But there's more accountability you don't have to pay as much attention to what everyone else is doing. It's just, it's more streamlined. And I just prefer that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, any thoughts from you on earth? Well, I agree with everything you said about how the game does. It's not off base to say that the game does fill a niche between those two things, but I agree mm -hmm. with you that like, I enjoy, you know, I, I love Wingspan and I really enjoyed playing Ark Nova too. And like, the, yeah, the, the, the trade-offs there with this one weren't quite, weren't quite compelling enough for me to keep me coming back to it. And yeah. And honestly, after a few playthroughs, I, 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 w I wouldn't say that I, you know, dislike the game or didn't have a nice time playing it. But if I'm looking at my shelf and like picking, 
something to play just on, on a you know on a weekend with with friends like i find myself repeatedly overlooking this one yeah and so i actually got rid of this game um i think in like august or september so it yeah. didn't last very long on my shelf and yeah i just found that i never really felt that i need to play it because wingspan was right next to it and well, even other games like Cascadia, you know, similar weight. I just never felt like Earth justified its existence that much. And yeah. just out of curiosity, I just looked on BGG to see if there's any like discernible change in how people feel about this game. I don't remember specifically where it was at the time that we reviewed it. I mean, it's but still I just in the top two hundred, yeah, barely. It's at one ninety nine, right? And it has an overall seven point seven. And I just filtered the, um the ratings that people gave it by recency. And honestly, the most recent ratings are not very generous. There's a lot of sevens, a few 6.5s, a five. And if you look at the comments, a lot of it is just like overhyped, overhyped, overhyped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A few other things I'll say about it is... Hmm... There are parts of the game that are visually striking, but yeah. I was not as blown away by the aesthetic of it as I expected to be, like based on the cover and based yeah. on the theme. And that kind of like you know, you you've got a little bit of fauna with the with the goal cards, right? But it's not that much. It's such a small part of it, and like mostly what you're doing is all flora. Yeah, and, and it's a lot of like mushrooms and little like yeah, and ferns exactly. that and yeah. Like I honestly, I, I found it a little bit dull in that yeah. sense. Yeah, because like, I mean, the Arc Nova has the same. Dull. Yeah, Arc Nova has the same exact art style. This kind of like photorealistic or just yes. straight up photography style, yes. but Arc Nova has more animals, and animals are just. You know, they have obviously more personality than a bush. (laughs) And then with Earth as well, a lot of the cards, like, there's very little value to them because you just end up accumulating so many of them that even in a two-player game, you're just burning through the deck, like nothing, that you're just throwing away things before you can even really process what's on that card. You know, like, if you actually, like, there's no reason to really care that much about what's on most of the cards. It's kind of like you see one card that you feel determined to play, and then you yeah. just kind of throw out everything else without really paying too much attention. Because if you did, I mean, the game would take so long of <laughs> just reading stuff on cards. And it just, it's not worth it. Yeah, the, there, yeah. Is, the, there is, like, just so much information packed in there. And I th- I w- will say, like, the the different color coding is, I think, pretty cool. And, like, the fact that you're balancing different powers with different cards is interesting. Mm-hmm. But some of it felt, I don't know, just a little bit... Unnecessary. Um, well, not just unnecessary, but like a little bit uh, too similar. Like like the sprouts and the growths. Yeah, there's a lot that... very, very similar to me. Right, it's I don't like, understand why you're doing those two different things. I would just pick one. Yeah. Because then you just end up with kind of a mess. Of just yeah. little pieces that you're constantly fiddling with. And like because they're also both currency, you're kind of adding things onto cards, taking things off right. of cards. Right. It's it's just a lot. 
Yeah. And I think Wingspan does a much better job of that, of like, that's just yeah. the eggs. And there's no reason that you need to split that up. Yeah. Um, and while like the growths are cool with the way they stack into those kind of big trees, I mean, it does present more opportunity for mess, especially when you have higher player counts. You have people reaching across the table. Some of them get pretty tall and can fall over, at which point you don't really know where things were. Yeah. It's just, it, yeah, it's a little bit too finicky and it just wasn't relaxing for me. And I think that like, my biggest criticism was it's just not relaxing. And yeah. that's what I would have wanted that kind of game to be. So that's all I have on Earth. Yeah. No, yeah. I, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think that totally makes sense. And remind cool. me, you put it down to a, what, a seven and a half? A, a seven. A seven. Okay. Yeah. So you ended up even lower than me then. Yeah, I dropped it a full point. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have next? Well, I mean, now you're you're getting me to debate again. Maybe, maybe I should have gone down a little bit on that, but them's the breaks. Um, <laughs> so I had the three that went up, one that went down. I'll start with one that went up for me. Okay. And one that went up for me is Expeditions. Nice. Okay, so um, this is our first overlap. And this also went up for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I initially gave Expeditions a 7.5. Mm-hmm. I've, I've put that up to an 8. And honestly, you know, it's still... It, this one didn't grab me right away. But I mm-hmm. think, like, a lot of that was some of the um, misplays we did with the, with the rules the first time we played it. And once that was ironed out, like it's it's a solid game, and I think the I like the I still think that the I think one of the things I knocked it for in my initial review is that some of the tasks you're doing feel very similar, and you know how you're using your the the two main resources like the power and whatever the other ones guile called, and the guile like for a lot of different things and like that's still not my favorite thing but i think what i appreciate have come to appreciate more about expeditions is the fact that you have a just that you have like a a more streamlined gaming experience in the Scythe universe that's mm-hmm. different enough that like it it keeps you coming back and like I think it in some ways I think it it fulfills the same sort of function that Earth was trying to fit but did it in a way that kind of like mm, stands on its own a little more like yeah so the way i think about this is i actually think that of all the games i own this is most similar to lost ruins of arnak and that it's kind of a streamlined version of a lot of of a lot of the mechanics of that game specifically the deck building and the discovery of the sites um that's that's, but it is a leaner yeah it's a leaner version of both of those things yeah um but what that ends up meaning it's like it's a little bit kind of like if you don't want to commit to a full game of arnak which can be a little bit on the heavier side right um expeditions is a great choice also thematically very different 
And then yeah. the other thing that I've noticed about expeditions, so I I rose I increased it from an eight to an eight point five, and the reason I uh-huh. did that was because this was another one where we really did um initial reactions when we reviewed it, yeah. yeah. And I have played it I think seven or eight times overall since. Yeah. And what I found is that I think one of the things we were a little bit worried about the first time we played it was that it might feel a little bit samey because all the sites are exactly the same every time. Yeah. Um, but what I found is that the game actually varies a, a good a good bit depending on the deck, the way the deck is shuffled and what comes up. Because there's mm-hmm. some games where like the meteorites feature very heavily and that plays very differently to a game where you don't have many of them at all. And what right. I found as well is like, particularly when you're playing with a lot of meteorites around, it makes the game so much fun because the meteorites are very powerful. Yeah. Both if you keep them in your deck and then also when you um, cash them in for points. Yeah. I really enjoyed those as upgrades. Um, this is one of those games. I know we did our um, our expansion episode a few weeks ago. Yeah. And we talked a lot about games that maybe... I think we focus maybe a little bit heavier on games that don't need expansions. Right. But I think this is actually one where I know that Stonemaier has already announced that an Expeditions expansion is going to be coming out in, I think, summer 2024. Okay. And I'm actually okay. very excited for this one. Um, I think this is a game where there's still a lot of playing around that you can do. Yeah. Um, well, and at a 60 to 90 minute playthrough time, you like mm-hmm. it's not as much of an ask to explore th- those that those different wrinkles either. Yeah, exactly. And even like when I think about Arnak, right? Now that I have both the expansions, um switching out things like which temple track you're using or which asymmetric character you're using really does affect the character of the game. Yeah. And I hope that the expansions for expeditions do something similar. Um, maybe by introducing new mechs or at least like throwing in some new tiles, some land site tiles that have different powers to kind of just, yeah. you know, switch things up a little bit more. But yeah, I really enjoy Expeditions and I played it with friends who I usually play Scythe with. Yeah. And it's been, I'd say overall, most people prefer Scythe, myself included. And yeah. I think you included as well. Yes. Um, But it's not universal so there's something to be said for that well the other thing i think that's really fun about this one is that you know you mentioned the lost ruins comparison which i think is a is an apt one mm-hmm. an- another like element i would throw into the mix there is you know, with the different worker colors, there's a little bit of almost like a paladin's like yeah, which we didn't know at the bit, time. Bit to it, yeah, which, um, and scholars. But 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 I think the thing that's really interesting about that is, you know, it feels a little bit different and fresher. Well, I won't say fresher because they're just different in this way. But mm-hmm. the fact that you are unlocking those possibilities not based on where you are on the map itself, but based on cards in your deck that you're curating mm-hmm. is a pretty I, I haven't seen that precise combo before and I, I think there's a lot of a lot of uh, interesting possibilities built into that yeah um, 
I, I mean, I guess we covered this in our review, but I would just say the only reason that it didn't go higher than an 8.5 for me was I still feel like often when I play this game, I feel a little bit more constricted than I would like. Okay. And that I actually find it tends to end more quickly than I would like and that some of the objectives are a lot easier than others. So it kind of leads to people always kind of filling a lot of the same stars every time. Oh, that's... Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing is just the one design issue I have with this game is the font on the cards oh. is so bad. It's so difficult to read, especially for the face-up ones in the marketplace. Huh. So you have to strain huh. your eyes to see them. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, beautiful game, solid 8.5. Yeah. Still prefer Scythe. Yeah. But yeah, Expeditions is is not unlike Earth. This is not going anywhere from my shelf. Yeah. No, yeah. it's well and I mean, we've mentioned it before, but the mechs like no game touches them the Yeah, particularly the with the this game. Well, I don't know about no game. <laughs> no game that I own. Like Ankh gives it a run for its money for sure. Yeah. But like um, the fact that they're metal, like ooh, yeah. Just, well, that's if you own. Top. That's only if you have the Ironclad edition. But still, yeah. Um, apparently, some people prefer the normal edition with the plastic mechs because you can paint those. So if that's your thing, then that makes sense. Huh. Um, cool. So that was Expeditions. Um, yeah, yeah. I, real- for your- I just well, realized both of the games we've talked about so far um, were two of the three new entries on my. Games I was most looking forward to uh-huh. in 2023. So, yeah, yeah it was a mi- it was a mixed bag. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, okay. So we've each mentioned one, mm-hmm. but this means you have two more, and yes. I have three more, I believe. Yes. So you can you go again. So I should I should go again. Sounds yeah. good. Um, I will mention one more that I revised upward, mm-hmm. and that is. Oceans. Ooh. Yeah, so, that makes sense. So Oceans, I initially gave an eight. I'm going to ratchet that up to an eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the things that I docked this game for initially is just that you don't have a lot of variety in the in the shallow the deck, deck. Yeah. And I don't like I still think there's a bit of an issue there, but I think it's by design. It's it's, by, it's very intentional. I mean, it's by design. But like the other thing is, is you do have some variety. Like it's not just like you have, you know, plankton eating whales and like apex predators because you can do some interesting things with the bottom feeders and mm-hmm. the, and the leaching. It's how you like put well. them together that it, creates the the exactly. variety. Yeah, exactly. And I think I'm the more I played that game, I, the more I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, the deep deck, you only really need one or two deep cards to really change the um, the tenor of what you're able to mm-hmm. do. And the deep deck is huge. So, like, you're never really going to run through that huge. whole thing. And not only that, but, like, the stakes are so constant because you've got to keep these species alive every single turn to Mm -hmm. the point where like if you misplay it even just slightly suddenly like the deep deck engine that you were banking on to take you home is is going belly up yeah that's true 
Um, See, so- I, I wouldn't change my rating for this. I'm going to leave it as an eight. Uh-huh. Um, I think I can't really... Everything you're saying is true, and this is a very good game. It's just for me personally, just because of my preferences. Yeah, There's kind of a ceiling on how subjectively high I would rate it, just because like sure. of the how aggressive it is can be very frustrating to me yeah personally i that's that's fair yeah it's it you have to be in a certain mood to want to play a game like this yeah exactly yeah i agree with you on that Mm -hmm. um cool and then i so i mean the other elephant in the room on this one or you know maybe to put this a bit more thematically in Mm -hmm. tune the uh the whale shark in the room is the expansion, which I still yeah. haven't played. Um, I was looking at it again the other day when I was walking around Labyrinth doing some Christmas shopping. And I think yeah. you might like it because part of it is introducing asymmetry. Ooh, I am yeah. a sucker for asymmetry. I know. <laughs> I, and you can yeah. just get the expansion separate if you already have the base game. You don't have to buy the whole Legendary Edition. Yeah, and I don't think I would buy the Legendary Edition. Because no. didn't you say the expansion itself is just... It's like, a little box. It's, it's, like, it's box. like a deck of cards, basically. It's probably just a new deck, as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, I'm torn. I mean, yeah. maybe. 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 Just to be a completionist. That's yeah. how I do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I find myself succumbing to that siren song again and again mm-hmm. but i looked at the legendary edition the other day and i was like "Ooh, should i get this because it looks really like the whole box looks really cool yeah but the box is huge and i was like why is it so much bigger than the base game box if it's just with an additional deck of cards seemed well, a little bit excessive well, but well yeah. the other interesting thing about that is the I mean, it's. I'm glad to hear that the the expanse, the, like the legendary edition, has a nice looking box because the base game box is pretty underwhelming. Yeah, I think people criticize how the sides don't have a nice display. Yeah. So the new version has really, yeah. yeah, has really nice displays on the sides, and then yeah. one side of the box is the normal front of the box that says mm-hmm. oh, with the whale. Um. Yeah. And it just says Legendary Edition. And then the back, instead of the Kraken from the deep deck, it's this like giant yeah. sea dragon. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's overall. And then the sides have um, some other creatures from the Legendary deck. And then just one side has just oceans on it with like a blue hmm. background. Yeah. Interesting. So lots of different ways you can rotate it to display it as you think is aesthetically best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. It looked very nice. Cool. Um, should I go next? Yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you do, name one? Okay. I'm gonna go with one that I. Well, this will be my second one that I went down on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of want to just get this out of the way quickly because we've Garfield to death recently. I think um, I it is. Yeah. So this is Architects of the West Kingdom. Yep. This is one of mine as well. Yeah. Oh, overlap. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So this is one that's going down. From a nine to an eight point five. Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, I had it as an eight and a half, and I went down to eight. Okay, so we dropped it a half point. Yeah. Um, and the reasons for this, I think we've already covered in depth in our West Kingdom retrospective episode, and then probably in right. our discussions of paladins and viscounts. 
But it's really just that now having played those other two games in that trilogy and then also the other South Tigris releases, that some of the flaws of Architect seem more apparent to me. And Hmm. it's not, I mean, it's still an excellent game. It's just, I think, without the Works of Wonder expansion, it is a bit flat. Yeah. Um, It's not super great at two. As the player count, you mean with the wonders in particular, or just in general, overall? Yeah. Okay. Um, and that that's fine because it, it scales better to higher player counts. Just I tend to play more games at lower player counts, mm-hmm. and then just you know, it, like it's a bit of a safer, more traditional worker placement euro game design than what came next. So this is really just like readjusting how I feel about architects relative to. Um, what Garfield has done since. Yeah. I, but also I, still, like, Architects so. is an excellent game that will always remain on my shelf and that I will still play and have a great time with all the time. Um, you know, and there's a time and place for it. You know what I think is the other funny thing about this one? Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, I agree with everything you said. One thing that is striking to me, though, is one of the big critiques we had about this game when we reviewed it initially was the fact that the Cathedral strategy um didn't pan out but you have since kind of revised your position on that so i'm curious like yeah how you juggled those two things like seeing added value to one of our main initial critiques but then um you know still bring i think it just kind of it didn't really change how I felt about the game overall. It's just huh. because generally I find one of the things that is true about architects is that you really just have to stick to one particular strategy and just kind of blaze a path and you can't really uh-huh. adapt too much. Uh-huh. Um, whether that's rushing building wonders or just building a ton of traditional buildings yeah. or specializing in building a few really high scoring buildings or rushing the cathedral, you kind of just have to go with, whatever the individual leader you chose is best at and do the best version of that, which is, you know, that's part of asymmetry, but I prefer a little bit more um, wiggle room to customize and adapt and, and like have a mid game pivot. Yeah. Yeah, So that you're not hung out to dry. If like the cards just don't pan out. Whereas like an architect, it's like you're, leader is character yeah it's like an architect well if i have 15 stone that i've accumulated over the past like five turns i guess i'm building stuff that requires a lot of stone like there's no turning back from that really yeah you know um which is fine but it's just yeah yeah it just it doesn't excite me as much as it used to because of just how excellent subsequent releases have been and even in terms of those older Garfield designs, I still think that Raiders of the North Sea holds up better than Architects and is a more exciting um, mm. and creative game. I don't agree with that one, but I do. I do like it's it's quibbling small things at this at this mm-hmm. point. Like they yeah. they don't they don't make bad games. Yeah, exactly. Or like none of the ones I've played have them. none of the ones um, I've played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so I just wanted to get that one out of the way. So is, sure. that leaves you with only one left. That leaves me with one on your list. You, one as well, oh, I also right? have one because Earth Expeditions and Architects. Yeah. 
Okay. Those are all on my list. Yeah. My last one is Quacks of Quedlinburg. This is going up or down? Uh, this is going up. Okay. So I initially gave Quacks a seven and a half, and I'm bumping it up to mm-hmm. an eight. Just because, yeah. you know, and part of this is a relative thing. Like, I was looking at these numbers, and I saw that, you know, the first one, one of the first ones I went to when I was thinking about revising these was Earth. And then I ended up keeping that mm-hmm. at a seven and a half. And then I was like, seven and a half for Earth. But Quacks is a better game than Quacks. that. I, I enjoyed Quacks a lot more, and I think it fulfills, like, a more unique niche in yeah you know on a game shelf and so yeah i i ratcheted it up mostly because of like i don't i think there's i don't maybe it's just my own exposure rather than industry wide but i don't i i don't play a lot of push your luck type bag building games mm-hmm. And I think even people who do would agree that this is top level. Yeah, it, and this is just it's it's a very exceptional example of like a type of game that I think I have to like check myself not to overlook just because it it's easy to teach, it's a lot of mm-hmm. fun. There's enough complexity going on that like you're never you know, you're going to need several plays under your belt before you're feeling like you're getting the hang of how the different combinations work with all the rules shifting from game to game. Like it's just, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to fault this game on its merits. It's, it's just a ton of fun to play. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't increase my score because I already had it at an eight Uh and I, I stand by that. Um, the things that kind of cap it there for me, one is this game is ugly. <laughs> it just is. Yeah, and the aesthetic is. You know, I recently right. like switched out. I traded, well, I sold off my my original Quack set and I wow. replaced it with the Mega Box just for, you know, convenience and, and compactness sake. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's nothing in the mega box that's any different. It's just the same exact components. Even the same insert just thrown into a different box that is honestly very oddly shaped and still yeah. too big for what it should be. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, massive box for that. It's just it's very long, and I don't know why they made it so long. Hmm. Um, what I think they should have done is just like like the usual dimensions, just deeper, and that would have been fine. Almost yeah. like the unmatched. Um, the unmatched storage box or even like a box the size of Scythe or Lost Ruins of Arnak would have been perfect, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or Dwellings of Eldervale. But anyway. Um, and then the Alchemist expansion, I don't love. I I think I need to play it a few more times to kind of really yeah. figure out how I feel about it. But some of the descriptions of how things work are a little bit confusing for no reason. I think we yeah. covered this in our review and it's very odd because the rest of the game is so um easy. Yeah. To follow along with. Like all yeah. the ingredient books are very comprehensible. The witches are not a problem. Right. The basic rules, but the alchemists, I don't know. It just is a little bit finicky at times, depending on which of the patients you're using. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I could so see I that. think an eight is is appropriate. I could see that. Yeah. That makes sense. Anything else about quacks? Um. Sorry, it paused for a second there. Wanted to make sure I didn't lose you. Um. No, I think I mean on on quacks. There's not a ton that I would add to it. Um. Yeah, I uh, I definitely wanted to. Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a sec. Um, yeah, as far as Quack Scope, don't have much more to add. But yeah, just wanted to give another shout out to a fun kind of off the wall, quirky game that like is mm-hmm. easy to teach and like it, you know is genuinely fun. Yeah, it's genuinely fun and doesn't take a lot of time to play. Yeah. Cool. Um, So my final game, and we're going to end on a high note with another um, game that's moving up. And this is Dwellings of Eldervale. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So Dwellings of Eldervale, I initially had at an Uh 8.5. And it's moving up to a 9. Um, admittedly, I have not been able to play this game as much as I would have liked. Yeah. Um, since I got it, I think I've only played it five times because it is, you know, it's, it's a, it's a time sink. It's a big boy. Um, but it's just so good. Uh, Again, it's like kind of, again, like the way I talked about expeditions being, arnak light in a way this is like arnak heavy in a way with some (laughs) scythe mixed in um the combat the more that i've like understood it the more it makes sense to me and the less i feel that it's super random Mm. um it's actually like really really cool um i recently upgraded uh well not i didn't get the upgrade kit i got the legendary kit so i have new monsters to try out and I also got the Minotaur and Shapeshifter expansions, which I haven't nice. tried yet. And I still nice. haven't played with the Dragon. So there's a lot still to dig into on this. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not too many downsides to this one, other than I think it's a little bit difficult to get it to the table just because of how heavy it is. But that's not the game's fault. Um, and... Yeah, the asymmetry of the of the different factions isn't super interesting or you know. Yeah. Or super asymmetric, but uh it's fine. I don't really feel like it needs more to it than that because I don't want it to feel like it's pigeonholing you into a certain um you know, track. Well, in in some ways you're deciding your own specialization based on which you know, which parts of the which parts of the you know quasi research track whatever you want to call it you're choosing to the element on. track yeah the element track yeah yeah i mean but yeah i love this game um i will repeat what i said in my comments when we reviewed it to this day this is the best insert that any game has that just it's like actually incredible. comes with the game yeah like i'm not including yeah. like custom inserts that you can buy on Etsy or whatever, or like games that, you know, do special like editions, like the Everdell 
collector's mm. edition. Just this game, anybody who owns Dwellings of Eldervale will have the best storage solution you've seen for a game that you can just pick up at retail with no modifications whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So 100%. very excited to play this game more and yeah, keep keep trying new things and solidifying how I feel about it. But I think it's yeah. on the up and up. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally and agree. hopefully they restock the upgrade kit soon because I would like to get the minis for the original monsters and mm -hmm. upgrade the resource tokens to the wooden tokens. Because yeah. the cardboard ones are not they are not flimsy. the best. Yeah. 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 I'm very curious <clears throat> to see have you heard anything on when that might be? I am signed up to their mailing list and I think they they announced that they're gonna do a fourth printing sometime, but that means that like but they the sign up for it, like basically the Kickstarter for it will be at some point and then it's gonna be a whole another set of time before delivery actually happens so who knows yeah and i, so I poked around on soon. ebay the other day just to see like oh, if anyone a, had a blood it bath. there's there, no there's just nothing like I mean, no one even had it posted you you mean that the game itself or no the or, upgrade or, kit okay the yeah, upgrade yeah. Kit. yeah the upgrade kit say, you can't you cannot find the game itself know. you can find for like 500 bucks yeah yeah the only version I, f I saw that was posted for, like, anything close to, like, the retail value of this game is just the original, like, first edition, which is, um, which they've since, like, redone some of the artwork and the, the cover of the box and all of that. So you're basically, yeah. 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 I would just, at this point, if you are interested in giving this game a try, you absolutely should. If you can find a friend who has it or if you can borrow it, do that. Do not go and pay $500 for this game. Um, just no. get on the breaking games mailing list and sign up as soon as you can for whenever the next printing happens. And hopefully they finally meet demand. Um, and then I don't know if we talked about this when we reviewed it, but they are releasing the same designer and publisher. They are doing a follow-up game to this hmm. that I think is delivering next year. It was on Kickstarter a while ago called Andromeda's edge. And I think it's, it's a similar kind of design. Mode? No, it's 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 uh like sci-fi theme. Oh, okay. So I think it's a lot of the same mechanisms as Dwellings of Elder Vale, but a little bit updated and sci-fi instead of fantasy theme. Okay. Um the initial reviews look everybody's like, Oh my god, this is somehow even better than Dwellings of Elder Vale. Um so wow. maybe if you phrase. can find that. Yeah. I don't know that I would get it because I don't I feel like it'd be redundant. Yeah. And at this yeah. point I've invested so much time, even more than money in trying to get a copy of Dwellings of Elder Vale. Yeah. But yeah, could be worth looking into. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. cool. So that wraps it up. Yeah. No, I that's think our, not even eight games because we had so many overlaps. So we are, we overlapped with architects, expeditions, and was that it? I, that might have been it, I think, because yeah. you, you had Earth, I had Oceans. I mean, thematically, we also had further overlap. Yes. <laughs> well, this yeah. was fun. And yeah. we hopefully will be able to do this um, in another 12 months with another year of reviews under our belts and lots of 
thoughts and first impressions um to come back to and it'll, it'll be interesting well, to see that like the next time we do this will it be games we review in 2024 or will we have changed our opinions on mm-hmm. even some of these same games again quite possibly possibly I, mean, I, I think that's i mean i try to be fair-minded and i think that's you're always going to be getting more information whether it's from mm-hmm. the game itself or other similar games yeah that came out before or after yep. um and i think it's what was i don't know how you feel what was fun for me about this exercise was you know sometimes i i feel like in some ways it took the pressure off a little bit with especially first reaction reviews mm-hmm. if, if for games we've only played a few times and it's just it gives you a chance to like go back and take stock and have a little bit more perspective on things than you maybe do in the day to day. But at the same time, like there were other, other ones where like I had been initially a little uncertain about where the chips fell and I ended up feeling fine with it. So I felt like on both of those counts, this, this mental exercise was, was gratifying. Agreed. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that this week and we will be back next week with our final episode of 2023. Yeah, we will. Should we give them a little sneak preview of what's to come? Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Yeah, we're rounding out the year, coming full circle, revisiting our top 10 games of all time, Mm -hmm. seeing whether there are new games that have crept into the mix, old favorites that have maybe slid a little bit even if they are still among our favorites old and favorites that moved up old favorites that moved up also maybe some in that category and just yeah just kind of a celebration of uh some of our some of our favorites and how our tastes have evolved over the past year yeah and i feel like the exercise of doing that um episode overlapped very well with this one yeah no doubt yeah no doubt cool all right. Well, we'll be back next week to discuss our top 10 episodes, um, not episodes, games of, of, well, not even 2023, of all time, updated for the end of 2023. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we're, we're starting up some annual traditions. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to it.